Welcome in to another new episode of the Materials Performance Interview Series. I'm your host, Ben Dubose, news editor with the AMP Publications team. Today, we're joined by Michael Van Spankern, Global Digital Solutions Manager for Production Chemistry at SLB Midstream Production Systems. Based in Toronto, Canada, SLB is one of the winners from our 2023 Materials Performance Corrosion Innovation of the Year Awards with their winning innovation titled Production Chemicals Optimization on Delphi. Throughout the year, we're trying to profile each of our award winners in greater depth via this MP podcast series. So that's what we're largely going to be doing today with SLB. Mike, good afternoon. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. How are you? I'm great, Ben. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. I think a good place to start, if you could, just tell us a little bit about SLB, what the company does, and its overall role within corrosion control. Sure. So SLB is a technology company with basically four focus areas. The first is focused on decarbonizing our industry. So we're working with the customers to lower emissions in areas such as methane emissions management, flaring reduction, <clears throat> excuse me, carbon capture utilization and sequestration. And then the second focus area is really innovating in oil and gas. And that's helping our customers to optimize all aspects of their oil and gas business, really from exploration to production to abandonment. And the third focus area is, is scaling new energy systems. and. The goal of that is to help accelerate the transition to a, a low carbon energy. And this includes things such as geoenergy, geothermal, energy storage, hydrogen, and lithium production. And finally, the fourth focus area is delivering digital at scale. And that's sort of where I'm focused on. Here we provide innovative solutions to, to help our customers make better decisions faster. And our goal is to help our customers maximize the value of their data by leveraging technologies, including artificial intelligence, edge computing, and Internet of Things, or IoT, and providing both cloud-based and on-premise software solutions. Now, when it comes to the role that SLB plays in corrosion control, we have a dual complementary approach to corrosion control. Our production chemistry business line formulates numerous sort of fit-for-purpose liquid chemistries and adsorbents to yeah. mitigate the, the impact of corrosion caused by H2S, CO2, bacteria, or solids. And then we also provide services to design and implement robust asset integrity programs for our customers. So these programs can include things like chemical treatments, corrosion monitoring, inspection, data management, and interpretation. And as an example, we have a, our patented microbial InstaCheck real-time bacterial management and monitoring and control service, which was actually also a, a NACE award recipient a few years back. And the second aspect is our digital offering, and that's sort of the focus for this podcast. And here we're enabling our customers to, to optimize their chemical injection and monitoring process through remote and autonomous operations. So ultimately, by leveraging real-time data to ensure a continuously optimized chemical injection program, we're supporting safer oil and gas operations and reducing costs. So let's talk about the award-winning technology, production chemicals optimization on Delphi. What were the origins of this and what market demand or shortcoming does this software attempt to address? So the reason we, we undertook the development and implementation of this is quite simply that we, we listened to the voice of the customer. Um, there's a company called Kimberlite that performs annual surveys of oil and gas producers around the world. Okay. And one of the, one of the surveys they conducted uh, in late 2021 was the Production Chemical Supplier Performance Report. And here, all they did was they asked producers to provide feedback on the performance of their chemical treatment programs. And when we reviewed the report, what was evident to us is that there's a perception that the, the programs were ineffective and generally more reactive than proactive. 
producers also emphasized that more than 20% of their ESP or electrical submersible pump failures were related to chemical failures. And lastly, even though they felt that there was a very clear correlation between an effective chemical treatment program and the health of their artificial lift systems, they had yet to see a supplier provide an integrated offering. So we saw uh, numerous needs in the report responses. And, and soon after that, we actually had a customer come to us because they were experiencing exactly this very high failure rates with their ESPs due to corrosion and scale. So these wells, their wells produced with a very high water cut and as such were at, at risk for things like corrosion and scale. And what the customer had determined via root cause analysis over the past three years was that more of their more than 20% of their ESP failures were a result of corrosion and scale. And although they were injecting both corrosion and scale inhibitors and managing the treatment program the way most producers do manually, um, you know, manual means that that updates to critical production data and and data related to the effectiveness of the treatments were mm-hmm. available at, at sort of suboptimal frequencies. And obviously that then makes the optimization opportunities infrequent as well. So when we took a look at their manually collected data over the historic, this historical period, two years, we determined that the wells were being properly treated only about 50% of the time. So this is essentially you're leaving your wells in an at-risk state about 50% of the time. So to, to remedy the situation, we, we collaborated with the customer to develop an autonomous solution that leverages digital innovations that I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. um, connected equipment, edge and cloud computing, and then real-time physics-based modeling as well. So the idea of the solution was to reduce the time between insight and action and ultimately optimize the chemical injection so that the inhibitors could do the job they were designed to do and protect the well. We got some really good results. Uh, very positive results. And uh, we, we initially deployed the solution on, on two of the customers' historically worst performing wells that had, over the past two years, uh, not gone longer than, than six months without failing due to either corrosion or scale. So we implemented our solution, and, and after 20 months of field trial, there were no failures. So mm. that's, a, that's a huge increase, a huge positive for our customer. And, you know, when we looked at the data, because we're running autonomously, instead of properly treating the wells 50% of the time, you know, now we're treating them more than 99% of the time properly. And that's simply because the availability of the critical data, uh, we're getting every minute now instead of, uh, instead of uh, you know, every few weeks. So one of the statistics that was staggering to, to even us is that once we start running in autonomous mode, the chemical injection was being adjusted or optimized on average between mm-hmm. 250 and 300 times per day. So that just shows you that well conditions are constantly changing. Things like pressures, temperatures, flow rates, things that directly impact corrosion are constantly changing. And trying to manage these through to traditional methods can be very, very difficult. And, and you know, quite honestly, impossible to do manually when you look at uh, the frequency that, that well conditions change. So the results were so positive, and and these issues that I'm talking about are common to to all producers, and and that's why we decided to file two patent applications and develop a a commercial Mm -hmm. solution around it. So where are things at now as far as the development cycle? You touched on that a bit in your previous answer, but just explain where you've been and what the future looks like as far as the steps from here. How global is this ultimately going to be? So that's um, 
you know, as I mentioned before, this started as a, as a uh, I don't want to say a bespoke solution, but a very fit for purpose solution for a customer with a specific problem. Mm-hmm. And, um, right. you know, as, as such, it was developed in, in, in that type of a way not to be really sort of scalable, I would say. Um, once we saw the results, that's when we decided to, to, you know, spend about a year and a half building this to the point where we could release a commercial solution. So it's been commercially available for about nine months now. Right. Um, but we continue to develop it as we get more feedback from customers. Um, <clears throat> you know, we actively promote it all over the world because, like I said, the, the issues, the production issues it addresses are universal right. and relevant to producers, regardless of size, geography or asset type. So what type of feedback have you gotten from your users? Again, I know it's a bit limited to this point, but those customers that you are working with, what are you hearing from them as far as how it's performing in fuel situations? Yeah, so the response from our customers has actually been overwhelmingly positive. Um, there's there's growing awareness that there's a, a better and safer way to treat for numerous concerns when it comes to production chemicals. And although the, the production chemicals market has generally been a bit behind in terms of adoption of automated solutions, this is something producers want and they see value in it. So our customers have really embraced, embraced modeling in, in general where measuring is not possible, but we've kind of taken that to the next level by conducting it in real time, which our customers, <clears throat> excuse me, are benefiting from. The other aspect is that in our industry, there's a big push to reduce the carbon footprint in all industries, really, um, across all aspects of the business. And, and because our solution is fully remote and autonomous, we've significantly reduced the need to constantly send people to the field mm. and, and by providing monitoring data every minute. And we can see that if there is a, a leak or a spill, we see it immediately and we can shut down immediately, immediately remotely. And this is, you know, this is meaningful and extremely useful for our customers. Yeah, and I'm guessing that that was even more important in the era of COVID because you have uh, safety issues on multiple fronts, but it comes back to that same root idea of putting less people in the field and letting software handle some of those tasks, right? Uh, absolutely. I think COVID is a major reason why there is such a focus now on on leveraging digital solutions to operate remotely and autonomously, mm-hmm. for sure, yeah. So I think that's one of the clear trends moving forward as far as what clients in this industry need. At a high level, where do you guys see the future demands and trends for corrosion control software? How are you all preparing for those? Again, I know we've talked throughout this episode largely about your winning innovation, production chemicals, optimization on Delphi, but even at just a higher level, a 30,000 foot view, where do you see the the future demands and market trends in that space and how are you all preparing for those as far as future developments? So I think I think that now that customers see what is possible, they're going to continue to challenge us to continuously improve our solution and our solutions, particularly in regard to modeling. The cost of measuring in real time can add up and in some cases it is it's not possible. And and what we have shown is that modeling is an excellent alternative. However, your models must be continuously approved. Um, and as we learn more about the physics of oil and gas systems, so we want to ensure that we incorporate the latest thought leadership into our modeling. That's really a huge focused area for us. For us. And, and to that end, we're highly active in a number of different consortiums with both our customers and other service providers that are focused on continuously improving that, that, those corrosion models. The other, the other area I see is that, you know, I think that, um, I think that, we're we're going to be challenged 
to expand to you know different lift types to, to you know help reduce costs around gas lift wells and around uh, sucker rod pumps that sort of thing and and you know work with our customers to to just expand our solution just curious how much variance is there if at all from region to region when you talk to some of your clients or potential clients, and we talk about these future demands and market trends, how much of it is universal? What you need in North America is similarly applicable in Europe or Asia or wherever it may be. And how much of it is region specific in terms of, I suppose, not only production chemicals optimization, what you're trying to do with this platform, but just generally speaking, how much of it is broad based and how much of it is from a development standpoint, trying to tailor solutions to a specific region? Um, I think you know the the issues that we deal with um, in in the production chemistry business line are are pretty common around the world. Now, okay. there's obviously the 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 reservoir characteristics may be different from field to field, uh, right. from region to region, and for those you're going to have you know I would say tweaked formulations of chemistry. Uh, you know, one corrosion inhibitor that may be effective in North America may, for example, not work in North Africa. So you you have to have properly formulated chemicals for sure, but the issues that we're dealing with and and the way chemicals are typically injected and monitored it, it's pretty common around the world. I would say there are certain areas that I would say are are you know much more highly instrumented than other areas, um, but the the process itself is is pretty much the same. And like I said, the challenges absolutely are the same. Yep. All right, well, this is really good insight from Michael Van Spanker, Global Digital Solutions Manager for Production Chemistry at SLB Midstream Production Systems. Mike, before we wrap up, is there anything else you'd like us to know about SLB and its technologies, both in terms of what you're doing now, as well as the things you're working on for the future? And I think the final thing that I'd, I'd like to mention, and, and I sort of talked about it before, is that although the focus of this podcast is, is around corrosion, we also model scale and we're working on modeling a number of other um, production-related challenges such as emulsions, paraffins, asphaltenes, and hydrates. And uh, yeah, I mean, we're we continue to develop it. Um, we're uh, we're obviously uh, actively looking to help our customers in this space, and uh, would be great to to get in touch with some of them. Yeah, absolutely. I'm assuming it's one of those things where collaboration and dialogue between you all and people out in the field is important because ultimately you're trying to develop these technologies to fit best with you know, what they need in 2023, 2024. So I'm guessing that dialogue is the most important part of this. It is, it is super, super important. I mean, one of the reasons why we had such great success um, with the initial uh, proof of concept is because to your point, we did, we worked with the people in the field. Um, you know, we, we need these people to help us validate that what we're seeing remotely is actually what's happening in the field. So yes, the, the dialogue, the conversation, it's not a, it's not a, you know, sort of, throw it over the fence and we'll deploy it for you. No, we work very, very closely with our customers and, and with the people in the field. Sounds good. Folks, he is Michael Van Spankern of SLB Midstream Production Systems. One more plug before we wrap up. If you have not seen our 2023 MP Innovation of the Year award ceremony, you can go to the Materials Performance YouTube page. That's youtube.com slash at Materials Performance Mag, and you can see the full video of the awards which were presented back in Denver, Colorado in March at the 2023 AMP Annual Conference and Expo. It was a great time, and we enjoyed having, well, a number of our winners, but the folks at SLB, we were thrilled to see them and 
honor you all in front of our audience. So for those who were not in attendance or just want to watch it again, then yeah, check out the MP YouTube page and you can see the ceremony in its entirety. And you can also go to the MP awards website to find out more about each of the winning innovations. You can also go to, I believe it's just SLB.com as far as the website for you guys, right? Yeah, SLB.com, exactly. And you, if you navigate to uh, products and services, innovating in oil and gas, and then production chemical software, and then you'll find production chemicals optimization on Delphi. And there you can find some case studies and resources as well as a link to contact us. Um, and your query would be directly uh, directed to me. And you can also obviously find me on LinkedIn. Yeah, I was going to ask that. As far as contact information, I'm guessing it's best just to go through the website because ultimately yeah. if somebody listening has a you know, has an issue that they want to talk with you guys as far as the development of potential technical solution and so on and so forth, then yeah, just going through the website, contact us is probably the best way to do it. Absolutely, that is, yes. All right, well, we will wrap things. A couple more plugs for us on the AMP side. If you want more resources from the association, that is the Association for Materials Protection and Performance, you can simply go to amp.org, ampp.org. And as far as Materials Performance Magazine, I mentioned our YouTube page, but we also have our website, materialsperformance.com, where you can find all sorts of daily news related to the corrosion control and protective coatings industry. All right, that will do it for today's episode. For Michael Van Spanker, and I'm Ben DuBose, news editor with the AMP Publications team. Thanks as always for listening, and please come back soon for another new Materials Performance Podcast. Thanks for having me, Ben.